0: TalkZone.com
1: We do welcome you to Two Guys and a mictalkzone.com. Beautiful, beautiful Friday here, month of February, flying through. It is the coach with you and hopefully uh, going to be joined by the big dog in just a minute or two, one hour of sports talk and more. And what a decision our listeners have today, David Olson. they can go. Tiger Woods press conference or Two Guys and a Mike? What a quandary. We are up against some significant competition I am slightly upset that uh, Tiger Wood and his many handlers, and let me put that a different way, Uh, how about Tiger Wood and his agents, (laughs) I don't think I want to use the word handlers right now, Tiger Wood and his agents did not consult with us, and uh, obviously not aware that they are conflicting directly with our show, but we will move on. Anybody listening to us today? Yes, sir, David. Well, I was going to say, I
2: think there's closed captioning on the TVs there in the studio. Yeah. You could play the part of Tiger Wood's. And just read what he's saying, like he was a teleprompter.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want to read that off. There's Tiger, Ty- but the Tiger is on the screen, looking very dapper. Look a little bit heavy, though. That picture in the paper that they had well, of him he's running, not, too. He's got,
2: not getting those normal workouts that he's been getting, you know, uh, if uh, you know what I mean. A little so.
1: calorie reduction program, uh-huh. Interesting, but Ty- he doesn't look real happy, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, if you're listening to us, we, we highly encourage uh, putting the TV on. Watching Tiger, but turning down the volume and listening to two guys and a mic. How's that for a combo? Our phone number, if you want to check in, is 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. You can always email us at mike 2 AOL.com. We'll talk Tiger a little bit today. We'll talk some college basketball, NBA basketball, and the Olympic Games. The United States starting to pull away in the medal hunt. That has not been talked about. We've had a lot of stars, but uh and I don't, I don't know how much the team competition counts, but if you're keeping track at home, United States, 17 medals. We're only uh, 35 medals behind number of women Tiger had in a month.
3: That's not bad.
1: That's not bad at all. No. Germany with 11, Norway with 8, Canada 7, France 7, South Korea 5, Austria 5, and the voice you heard, we are now joined by the big dog, Joel Radwanski. It's not two guys in a mic without guy number two. How are you, Joel?
3: Uh, doing very well and, uh, just loving all this Olympic atmosphere. And, uh, uh, coach, uh, I'm just, why did you even bring up Tiger Woods? Now, anybody that forgot may not be listening mm-hmm. right now because they're going to run and, and hear yes. what he has to say in his contrived statement.
1: Well, we are a public service to- show. We're all, we're all about the fan, Joe. So if we can help out the fan, even if it means losing a little listenership, hopefully in the end, that means they will come back to
3: us. Yeah, see, I actually was thinking about actually just listening to the statement and then joining the show, to be quite honest with you.
1: Actually, I was, too. Then it would have been no guys in one mic. We could have just had a picture of one mic on the webcast. It would have been a thrilling show.
3: But, uh, I don't think producer Dave also would have been happy with that.
1: Oh, he probably would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> be the happiest day. In a, he's had in about a month and a half. Watching Dave do our show is like a, you know, he's trying to be humored by us, trying to find his sense of humor, but basically it's a painful experience for him one hour once a day.
3: Uh, I don't blame him. I understand.
1: I don't either. I listen back to the show sometimes, and it is a painful experience, but I enjoy doing it at the time. Look at a Tiger Woods on the screen, dog. I don't know if you have a TV in front.
3: No, no, I don't he, really care.
1: He does not look like a happy man. Though He looks tired, overweight, and generally not happy.
3: Well, yeah, I don't think he's been working out much, and and, and plus now he's not having sex eight times a day. Mm-hmm. Well, he is in a sex addiction addiction clinic, so there's, if there's any good-looking women in there, he might be having it more than eight times a day. Now.
1: Take it easy. Take it easy. Let's not make fun of somebody else's addiction, but I, I hope in you know, on the whole prepared statement thing. I'm glad, by the way, some people are criticizing, oh, he's not going to take questions for the press. Good decision good decision, make the statement, make it quick, make it short, apologize, when are you going to be back, and boom, that's it. I, I don't need a whole press conference.
3: He's eventually going to have to, like, take questions, so yeah. I don't mind the first time if he has the whole contrived statement. That's what everybody else does. I mean, I, he isn't going to say anything anyways, and, and what did you expect? So the mm-hmm. first time he goes out, it's under a controlled atmosphere. It doesn't bother me. What do you, That's the way people do it nowadays, especially when you're a mega icon.
1: Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, you know, it's amazing how far the guy has, uh, fallen, and it is sad to see it. I hope, uh, you know, somehow, especially when there's kids involved, somehow the marriage can survive. The guy goes back to his golf career, and, uh, I, I'm wishing, I and mean, it looks like he's reading off of a statement here. I'm wishing it wasn't a contrived statement. I would have rather have nothing written down, just a good, on natural, uh, apology. And when I'm going to be back, just a, you know, a brief heart to heart, look us in the eyes like a, like yeah, a Barack Obama.
3: He said- He's had three months to work on this. Why do you have to write it down? You went to Stanford. Mm-hmm. You can't memorize your own thing that you're going to write. Well-spoken, it's, well-educated guy. He could certainly pull yeah. that off. Come on. Yeah. You know what, Coach? You know what the sad thing is? I know you're a good guy, and I try to be a good guy, too. But let's be honest. In the whole situation that he's dealing with right now, it's all about perception. So whether he is one or he isn't one... The whole thing is whether, like, you know, whether Jack Kennedy was smarter than Richard Nixon or whatever, the way he was able to handle himself on television, he was perceived as a smart guy. Mm -hmm. So if he wants to be perceived as a guy who really cares, wants forgiveness, wants to be back with Elon, wants to do the right thing, then he shouldn't, he should have had it memorized. He should have, put the act on of you know just speaking it and saying it he should have worked on it a little bit instead of writing it down and making it seem like okay I gotta make sure I don't say I gotta say this perfectly can't mess it up he should have thought this out a little bit better I'm losing a little bit of respect for his marketability
1: I completely agree with everything you say even though I really didn't pay attention to anything you said, because as you were doing your diatribe, well-spoken, by the way, well-thought-out. If Tiger could speak as well as you, we'd be in good shape. But while you were talking, I'm looking at my AOL screen, and Uh-oh. like every 18 seconds, the picture of Lindsey Vaughn bears all in the sport. Now, it doesn't bear all. But I think it's before winning gold, she went bare. The pictures of Lindsey Vaughn. And I have to say, Big Dog, while you were describing that uh, accurate depiction of Tiger Woods, I was slightly distracted.
3: No, when did, where did Lindsay Vaughn, Lindsay Vaughn make these pictures? Was apparently, it something she,
1: in the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, apparently. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking at, you know how the AOL has the little stories and they flip you back and forth? So I go from uh, Evan Lysisak, the figure skating champion, to before winning gold, she went bare. Lysacek? did you say? Is
3: that That's pretty close. Okay. <laughs>
1: Take it easy, but I, I apologize if I was distracted. But I think you can understand.
3: Does she go landing strip, Coach?
1: Lindsey Vaughn, a a buxom young lady.
3: Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a big fan. Big yeah. fan. <laughs> I, I, to be quite honest with you, though, I'm a bigger fan of Julie Mancuso. Yes, very lovely I, lady. Yeah, extremely lovely, extremely lovely. Nice
1: smile, seems to have a great disposition, yeah, she's uh, the the one-two in the skate. Now, she took another silver medal yesterday. We should mention uh, that Lindsey Vonn did
3: slip, fall about two-thirds of the way through the... Yeah, she had about 20 seconds left of a a minute-and-a-half event, so a little bit more than two-thirds of the way, and she was doing great at the time. And that was the
1: downhill combined, right?
3: Yes, yes, downhill combined. So uh, a really weird sport, by the way. Well, not the, just the, the women's combined, because it's the downhill and the slalom combined. Yeah, but so it, it's basically how to, how to like, your daredevil and your precision yes. all all rolled into one. Which so. I'm
1: fine with. I'm fine with, but, and I kind of came into it halfway, and I started getting an argument with my wife. She said, you know, yeah, look, don't get mad at me. But as I found out, it's not downhill and then slalom on the same event. You go downhill for one time, right? Yeah. Or am I messing this up?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
1: you come back for a second run and do a slalom and you combine the two times?
3: Yeah, that's exactly the way it should be done. It's no, two different courses. That, what are you talking? That, that that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Joel. The fact that you think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard yes. to me is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What are you going well, to do? The do you slalom on the said. downhill? Yeah, is that no, what you want? No, first of all, if you want
1: to have a slalom, Let's do a slalom. If you want to have the downhill, let's do the downhill. If you want to combine them, okay, let's do a downhill, and then at the very end, the slalom, I could live with that. But not one run of the downhill. Combine that with another score of the slalom, and it's basically taking two separate events. If you want to have a combined, put it in one event.
3: That makes no sense. It absolutely does. They have a downhill. Yes. They have a slalom, and then they also have a third competition of both of them combined. Don't need it. Why? Don't need it. Why? Why? It's who a, did, because it's a, totally it's a totally different exercise. It's being not. Able it's to, a, yes, it is. It's, it's, being it's, able, it's, able to ski the downhill is a different discipline than being able to ski the slalom. It's two different types of skiing.
1: That part I understand. But, in it, but to do two separate events and then combine the time and have a champion and now something called combine, to me is idiotic. If you want to have a run, where they go downhill, and in the same run, you then finish off with the slalom. I could live with that. Why the hell not throw the mogul into it and make it the triple combine?
3: And let's get really so ridiculous. On the, so you got to get a giant mountain. Yeah. Where at the top of it, it's it's downhill, and on the same run, it turns into a slalom run. I could live with that. Okay, you know what? If that's what you're coming with, I, yeah. the fact that you thought it was the dumbest thing you've ever heard yes. that they find... A, a slalom run and a and a, coach, it isn't the dumbest thing ever. It's pretty. Close. The, there's a lot worse than an Olympic event of combining a downhill run and a slalom. And not when run. you're. If, that, if that's what you think is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, well, you definitely I definitely just... have not watched a lot of Cub baseball the last <laughs> 50 years. Seriously.
1: Pitchers and catchers reported a couple days ago by the
3: pitchers and catchers report. Hey. hey. And by the way, pitchers somebody stole Carlos Sampaio. What? Somebody stole Carlos Zambrano and uh, and uh, put him in and returned him with Antonio Banderas. By the way, have you seen him?
1: <laughs> oh, that's who it is. Thank you, Evan Leisasek. I was trying to figure out last night who he looks like. Antonio he, Banderas? He looks like Antonio Banderas. Really? Very good. But you're saying Carlos Zambrano, the rotund pitcher of the Cub, has lost that much weight?
3: Yeah, Coach. He looks – please – you know what? If you see my picture on two guys and I'm like, I look like a fat dude. I'm in really good shape now. I'm about 230 pounds. Mm -hmm. I think Zimbrow and I have exactly the same physique at this moment, Coach. I'm not kidding you.
1: And I'm kind of right with you as we get off the Olympic beat here for for just a quick second. 888-463.
3: I do want to touch on Evan Lysiak, by the way.
1: I want to touch on Lindsey Vine. 888-463-674. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. We will get to the signature event of last night, the men's figure skating.
3: But very... oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm just. I, oh my goodness. Well,
1: no, 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 no. We'll get to. That. I thought it was a dramatic moment, very cool okay. moment. The judging. But real quick, you mentioned Zabrano, and I got excited as a Cubs fan to hear that he's lost the weight.
3: You know, look doing... He looks incredible. It's not but... like he, it's not like a sickly guy that like dropped fifty pounds in two weeks, whose eyes are sagging. It, it looks like the guy just tried to become the. The weak outside linebacker for the Chicago Bears is what he looks like right now. I'm not kidding, Coach. Have you seen
1: I haven't seen him. And at first I got excited hearing people describe him like you did, but then are you worried like I am on secondary thought, on the backlash, if you will, that part of Carlos Zambrano's pitching expertise is that he's got all that weight behind him, and now that he's slimmed down, he might not be as good. Our excitement might be mistaken.
3: Well, Coach, uh, I'm going to say this. You know, I've always been on the Zambrano bandwagon from day one. Like, the first time I saw him pitch, I loved the guy. So so I think I have a little bit more right to rip on him than other guys do. Okay. he always says he's. Not, I shouldn't say he always. He has never lived up to expectations. No matter how good I always said he was, he has never lived up to it. So this is the first year he's ever looked like this going into it. So I, I'm going to take the experiment very happily, no matter what the results might be, Coach. I'm not going to complain. But but just say he isn't throwing as hard as he used to. Mm-hmm. I think it'll help him. Carlos Zambrano's biggest problem is sometimes he overthrows. That guy gets ridiculous movement and balls that you throw at a hundred. Miles an hour, which he used to, like like o three o four, would go perfectly straight. When he throws ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, that two teams, two seam curveball, I mean two seam fastball, it dances, coach. So I'm not worried about it. I, I'm very happy for those two reasons, coach. Uh, it's good to see the guy maybe finally being serious about his baseball career he is in the middle of a 90 million dollar contract so i would like to see him put forth 100 percent effort year round you know as a cub fan and uh, you and i would have to pay 100 bucks to go watch a baseball game i would expect him to at least put in 100 percent effort if you know what i mean
1: yeah i do know exactly what you mean and i always get um, fascinated well fascinated secondarily disgusted first when i hear Athletes, maybe the fourth year of their career, fifth, sixth, seventh year of their career, whatever it is. Well, I've really worked hard in the offseason. I've really come to camp in great shape this year. Okay. As opposed to the other four years when you were getting paid three million dollars a year and you didn't work hard in the offseason?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's guys like Carl Crawford who say that, but you look at it and they're like, Oh, it's cause he got a new trainer and he has a new philosophy and he's eating a little bit, you know, yeah. he's eating a little differently. But when you're talking about other guys like Carlos Zabrano, it's cause, Oh, he didn't sit on a couch for three months. Mm-hmm. It, it, it drives you crazy, doesn't it coach? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, nice like to see he's
1: dedicated here at year number six.
3: Yeah, it's, well, you know what, though? At least... Let, let, let's give him a, a little bit of a credit, credit for at least... You know, this is the, the first year of a five-year... Or maybe it's the second year of it. But he's in the second year. still four years guaranteed money of about seventy two billion. It's not like it's the last year and he's a free agent after this. So mm-hmm. at least he's... Maybe he woke up at, at the right time, Coach. You know what I mean? It, but... Normally, the guys they don't usually decide to get into shape until oh, this is my contract year, and uh, I'm trying to make it big this year. So
1: no question about it. Important thing is we got baseball on the docket. Pitchers and catchers have reported for some of the teams. I think some of the teams still holding out a little bit, but. uh springtime just a little smidgen of springtime sneaking into the air yesterday in the uh, Chicago area we're excited about that if you're a baseball fan your particular team has started spring training you want to get an early analysis of it the big dog is pretty well up on 28 out of the 32 teams and it will have to be the listeners guess on which the four teams you haven't discovered yet 888-463-6748 Joel will you be uh Printing a magazine this year will most of your expertise be heard here on Two Guys and a Mic.
3: It'll mostly be heard on Two Guys and a Mic, and Very also good. pontificating in my in my uh, the Bat Cave that I have at my house, where mm-hmm. people just seem to congregate and watch yes. every single uh, sporting event. And then, I, I seriously, I'm meeting people constantly. They just come over and get my expertise. It, it's it's kind of fun.
1: It's a great place. I can speak from experience. If you're into pontificating, it's a great place to pontificate. Is it open Coach- to the public, by the way?
3: It is open to the public, really? and by the way, Coach, it has gotten even better. Uh-oh. The other day, one of my buddies, uh Eddie Ortiz, is, is talking to me, and he's like, oh, I had this one Jordan poster, and he describes it, and I'm like, oh, I had that one. He's like, oh, really? Did you really have that one? Well, Eddie came over to my house the other day, and I proceeded to show him 97 different Michael Jordan posters, Coach. Mm-hmm. I, I got way too many of them. They, they are incredible ones, too, like like ones that look like the, his first cover of uh, Sports Illustrated and all this stuff. Uh, he starts offering me money for all these different posters because it, it, it was pretty funny. Well, now we're going to actually redo the downstairs and make it an, a tribute to Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, and Andre Dawson.
1: <laughs> How many of the 97 are
3: hanging up in your palatial estate? Well, a lot of them that are torn up, like around the edges and stuff, that aren't like in pristine condition, have already gone out into the garage. So that was about... 30 of them. Mm-hmm. The, my garage now is completely covered. The ceiling and any parts of the walls that were I don't hang like rakes and shovels and stuff like that uh, <laughs> is now Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, and a lot of Chicago Bruiser girls from the 1980s. <laughs>
1: I'm sure Michael Jordan is thrilled to know that your garage is plastered with both himself, rakes, shovels, and the girls of the Chicago Bruisers,
3: 1980. Now, no, Michael, Michael Jordan would only be thrilled with that if he saw the posters and realized if he got a cut of any of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a lot of posters made of Michael Jordan where he didn't receive any any dime for that, and he's yeah. probably upset about it. You know how Michael is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. By the way, I've been informed by David Olsen, our uh, producer for being our guest on today's show. Joe, we do have a hat. Full size poster of Evan Lysisek that will be given to you and shipped, and you can uh, put that up in your bedroom and uh, let the good times roll.
2: My dreams have come true.
1: Thank That's you, a coach. damn lie, and you know it. Eight eight 463 We're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We analyzed the Olympic events of last night, the big dog, half pipe women's competition, downhill skiing, and one of the signature events of the Olympics. The men's figure skating. A little controversy, but a winner from Naperville, Illinois. We'll talk about that. Y'all set for it? I'm set. What are you, sitting on the toilet? That sounds like the kind of I set where... <laughs> we're doing a radio show here, Big Doug. Hey, I, I eat
3: a lot of fiber.
1: <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. We're going to regroup back in about 38 seconds.
0: for your calls on two guys and a mic, call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Uh,
1: nothing more exciting, big dog, than to have Tiger give his prepared speech in the, like, 15 different white guys in suits, all analyzing the Tiger Woods speech and what it means to society. How about paralysis via over-analysis? And how about, well, now we got Jay, look at even Jalen Rose, the ex-NBA player, is up on the screen talking about Tiger Woods. Everybody's chipping in, big dog, as uh, the Tiger press conference has concluded.
3: Yeah, don't you like the guys that are going to sit there and they have ripped out of all Tiger Woods is uh, a hypocrite. He's a bad person for having, you know, cheating on his wife. You know the guy's, you know, five foot four, three hundred and seventy-five pounds. You know, <laughs> it, it reeks of bubble gum and chewing tobacco at the same time, uh-huh. and, and would dream of of having a chance to do any of that. But you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's a better person than Tiger because he doesn't cheat on his wife.
1: did oh, you put that in a? Well depicted there, exactly, exactly correct. Big dog in the zone dot com. By the way, it's fourteen white guys and Jalen Rose. I apologize.
3: Oh, I gotta tell you something. That's 15 white guys now. Jalen Rose Whoa, is. Wow. Jalen Rose is mainstream, coach. Wow. Yep. Big dog, you're coming out firing today. No, it's, uh, well, I'm not holding back anymore, coach. Yeah. I like Jalen Rose, because mm-hmm. I have no problem. As long as Jalen Rose doesn't have a Bulls uniform on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like Jalen Rose, let's just yeah. put it that way. Seriously, yeah. Jalen Rose, I remember when they traded for him, he was very Mooshin Muhammad-like. When you you, you heard him speak, you're like, oh my goodness, this guy is perfect. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a great bull, a great bear. And then you saw him on the court, you're like... Jack oh. it up. Yeah, they they're not exactly... <laughs> what they yeah. sound like in a yeah. in a yeah. soundbite. Yeah, he he would shoot the rock early
1: and often. Lots of NBA trades too. We'll talk about that. Any of our fans out there, NBA fans, you want to talk about some of the changing rosters? We are uh, more than happy to do that. And two guys in a mic, 888-463-6748. You can always email us at mike two guys that's m-i-c and the number two mike two guys aol.com real quick dog we said before the break we'd uh do a little analysis of yesterday's event i think the two of us most of the american public the water cooler conversation very positive on the winter olympics at least the people i've talked to people getting into it last night another good night what did you take from uh, a beautiful february 18th evening
3: no yesterday i talked about the testosterone driven people that come over to my house and and last night you know it, it happened again women's half pipe and are you kidding me these girls barely get over the top of the pipe you know yeah. what i mean compared to sean white the night before never do it in that order again coach i would Especially agree sean white participated i would agree okay uh it just it just doesn't do it right no one would be interested in women it's not right the girls have should have their point uh so you know, I am a little worried about having you know the men's figure skating. I don't I I only wanted to watch it because of the Russian guy making fun of uh, oh I did the triple in 94, you know, like making fun of uh, Evan, you know, but uh anyways, Evan Lysiak, is that how you say? It? I think it's Lysacek, but I'm not sure. Okay, well the kid from Naperville. And yeah. uh you know, if I sound like uh Stereotypical here. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't really meet you because I could care less. Which I was rooting for Johnny Weir, who's obviously how how do you say it flamboyant? Okay, yeah. I could care less. Like you know.
1: likeably. The more I watch him, likeably flamboyant.
3: Yeah, yeah, he is. He just like like uh, I forget what what's the guy's name that was doing the the game because I like uh, the the play by play. I really like the guy. Scotty Hamilton. Not Scotty Hamilton. He was one of the analysts. Uh, not the woman, but the guy, Charlie oh, Jones. Yes. No, it wasn't Charlie no, Jones. No, 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 no. The guy who does Tom um, Hammond. Thank you. Tom Hammond, who did an excellent job, and he's like the flamboyant Johnny wear does it his way. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just cracked up, you know. <laughs> I just loved it. I, I was, I was cracking up, but uh, you know, Evan, it's pretty cool that the guy from the Chicago area is the only straight male figure skater. I was proud of that. Coach, mm-hmm. is that wrong for me to be proud of that? Yes, it is.
1: I don't care if they're straight. I don't care I, what their sexual orientation is. I, I care less either. But well, it was just okay. Kind of- so that's why it makes it wrong for you to say that, but. And I don't even know if the guy's straight. I don't really care. But I will tell you, and Johnny Weir, we kind of made fun of him and stuff. But the more you watch him skate, the more I enjoy his uh, his uh charisma, his flamboyance. He enjoys it. So you're skating. clearly gay. There's nothing
3: really else to say about that. I think you all know that.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. He's a hell of a skate. He almost snuck his way into a bronze medal. He did a great performance. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the men's competition. I know you were not looking forward to no, watching no, it, Big Dog, but I thought it was cool. I watched...
3: Johnny Weir, we watched, and the guys watched it, no problem. They were loving it, especially when I told them, when Cloudy and I started explaining what the Russian guy had said, yep. then they got interested in it. When they heard figure, ga- figure skaters were were talking smack, coach, Yep, then they wanted to watch it, which was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so I watched uh, uh, Lysiak, Johnny Weir, and also uh, what, Plashenko. What's his first name? Evgeny. Ev, 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 Evgeny Plashenko. Evgeny Plashenko. and. uh I tell you that guy. It's to tell the difference which one was better is, is very difficult. I, I have no idea how they, they they did it, but what Scott Hamilton was talking about is exactly what happened. How they scored it, I have no idea why, but I guess uh, mm-hmm. the, uh even though the the Russian did the the quad, yep, the Americans was a lot tougher of a performance for some reason
1: and a little cleaner. A little cleaner. Both guys were outstanding. And I think that, you know, as sports fans, we talked about this last week. I know Double B, Brian Bauer, is big on this. Any event where you don't have a definitive winner and it's decided by judges and point decimal points of Yeah, sport, it makes it tough. It's a little bit tough. But on the other hand, just watching the athleticism and how uh, amazing these guys are and to be able to perform under that kind of tension, Big dog, what other sports do you get out there by yourself? In front of how many people are in the crowd? There five thousand, six, seven thousand, and then millions on TV. And it is hundreds just, of
3: millions in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, and it is just you out there. That's you know that that's even tougher than going to the free throw line with point uh, five seconds left, one on one, down two points.
3: No, oh, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more.
1: And you got to pull that off. And, and most of the skaters last night stayed afoot. Very few slip ups So it was good, beating great, and great beating even better. It was an impressive performance. And watching. The reaction of Evan Lysasek, the kid from Chicago, after he completed his routine, pumping the fists, just that show of joy and emotion, raw joy, raw emotion, it's one of the things I thought symbolic of why I love the Olympics so much.
3: Did you see how many other skaters came over and congratulated him and seemed happy yep. about it? Yep. I think, like, the good guy won. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't If uh, if, if Guinea Plushenko would have won. I think, like, somebody would have been like, yeah, they would have smacked him on the back and, like, to and walked. It was like... Uh, the Chen and Chow, what the Patrick the Chinese? Chan. Yeah, Patrick Chen. Yeah, they, they, everybody kept coming or like the, the Chinese couple that won. They, they just kept coming to congratulate them. They seemed generally happy that he had won, mm-hmm. so it was pretty cool.
1: And he seemed like a generally uh, a good guy. It was very very cool. But you did notice both post skate and on the podium. At no point that I saw did uh, you have God bless you. Uh, even acknowledge, even look at Evan Lysacek. The two of them, as far as I saw, never shook hands, never acknowledged each other. Very cold relationship, apparently.
3: Oh, yeah, of course, because you can tell the guy's a uh, a little bit of a prima donna. Just the way he was talking about him before, you know. That's so funny that he lost. I'm, I'm glad he lost. You, you Don't mm-hmm. disrespect people uh, well, before, during the Olympics, seriously, Coach. You know, he's that got. You, you, he deserved. He deserved a silver medal. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the I mean, cool things of the Olympics when you see whatever event it is the uh, bronze medal person come on the silver medal person come on then the gold medal person come on and then after the national anthem is played of that particular country they all go up to the top stand you know what I'm talking about and they yes. put arms around each other for a picture and I think that's kind of cool most
3: yeah, of the it, time you
1: see legitimate appreciation between the athletes
3: uh, coach let's be let's be honest 95 per, I'm including I'm including summer olympics too Ninety nine percent of all negative drama that's ever taken place on a metal stand mm-hmm. has been in the figure skating uh, ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So, think about everything in the history. I'm not like the you know Tommy Smith and John Carlos when they did the you know the black glove. You know that that was that was uh, something totally different. Well, I'm talking about like. uh when it's, uh what do you call it, Uh medal winner and medal winner, mm-hmm. it's always figure skating. Do you remember Sonorina Bonali from France? Yes. Do you remember her? Yeah. When she took off the bronze medal, like right in the middle of the national anthem, whoever was going really? on yeah, and like dropped not, the... I do not, not recall you, that. You you know was, know you she you remember was,
1: that? No, she was upset with the bronze? Yeah. She ripped wow. the bronze off
3: I not and, like, that. I and, and, and like walked off the stage. I remember the okay, skater the I remember National, I her well. I don't remember like, that all. Oh, wow. Whoever was the gold Tara Lepinsky, whatever gold medal, whatever year it was uh-huh. cuz those were those are both gold medal winners from the 90s. Hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about, Serena Bono? I, Rita I Bona-
1: know, I can picture the skater. I do know the skater. I don't remember that particular incident.
3: Wow. Yeah, uh, there was also the incidents with uh the year that they found that the French uh judge had voted for the Russian pair and was the Canadian, do you remember the, yeah, the well, that Canadian was, uh, couple, David, the way they were um, looking at the Russians? It looked like they were going to choke each other on the stand. Yeah, Soleil and Palatier, right, was the the Whatever, that, yeah, whatever you know, their right. names were. I think you got it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, I remember she was extremely cute. I don't know what she's doing. Now. I think she's bussing tables. They, <laughs> they were at the uh,
1: figure skating, the pair skating competition.
3: Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, I missed that. I I missed she the, might I missed still them.
1: be bussing tables. Maybe she got a day off from the restaurant, but they were there watching the competition. Huh. All right, Big Dog and a Coach, 888 6748 Your thoughts on yesterday's competition? The Big Dog giving a thumbs down to the women's half pipe. That's actually not a fair statement. I think no, you, no, no. They, yeah, they, You but made but an let's, accurate comment. Let's get comment. this straight. That should yes. be
3: early, and it should be a couple days in between yeah. the men's. Yep. When you see Sean White doing stuff that... No man, let's not forget women. No man could even come close to what Sean White's doing right now. And then the next thing you know, you put on uh, these, these, these women doing it. Luckily, there was one girl, the girl who won had the best run and we were lucky enough to watch it when she did it. Coach, she was phenomenal and that was definitely worth watching. But everybody else, it just seemed, mm-hmm. it wasn't big enough, wasn't whatever. So. Yeah. Take like a week in between yeah, and let the and girls I, I, be, let the girls do it like on the opening Saturday and the next Saturday have the guys yeah, do it. I would completely
1: agree because most of us haven't seen half pipe probably for four years. The last Olympics, you see the women first. It's like, Oh wow, this is amazing. And then the men even takes it to a different level. You go in reverse order like they did. I agree with you. You, you appreciated it, but not quite to the level. That's a solid comment.
3: Hey, um, yeah, there's, there, there's some stuff where the women should go last. Some stuff for the men should go last. Let, mm-hmm. Let's be honest. When it comes to figure skating, the woman should be the lead. The, the, yeah. the last figure skating event should be who wins the women's figure skating. And
1: we will not, at this particular time, get into any of the other areas you're talking about because, as you know, two guys in a mic, we are America's number one family sports
3: show. Big dog. As, as long a, as you want to create a, a family in America,
1: <laughs> or as long as you don't have a family. <laughs> hey, real quick before we go to our uh, secondary break, I remember making this comment last Olympics, and I've had the same thought again. See if you're with me here, David Olson. Our fine producer, a man who rarely rarely likes to step outside the box. But I'm going to present to you an outside-the-box idea. David, I want your thoughts on this. Every time I watch the uh, medal ceremony and I see the athletes, and keep in mind, uh, not only for the gold medal, for the bronze and the silver medalists, this is their moment. For most of them, the one moment ever that they're on the podium in the Olympic Games, a great moment, they're smiling, they get the medal around them. The flags are raised. I appreciate that. But then at their greatest moment at the medal ceremony, Big Dog and Dave, the national anthem of another country is played. And I just see the look on their face and I read the body language and, and they're enjoying the moment, but it's awkward. It's awkward. It's your greatest moment and another country's national anthem is playing. It just seems weird to me. So it's easy to criticize. It's harder to offer suggestions. I throw this out as a suggestion, Big Doug. Let's create a Olympic theme song. Hopefully it'll be a pretty cool song. You know, something that it might take a while for the tradition to get. But an Olympic theme song that everybody dreams about, standing on the podium and having the Olympic song played. So you are not only celebrating the gold medals. You are celebrating all three people on the podium via the Olympic, The flags could be raised, no problem, but instead of the national anthem of one of the three athletes, let's play the Olympic dream song so that they can all appreciate I think it's a brilliant idea, and even better, it's mine. David, also, yeah, your thoughts. You
3: think that's a brilliant idea, actually and you do. don't like the combined uh,
1: downhill and solemn? Right, you know, we'll get to the combined in a second. Seriously, you're th- you no. No, no, oh, no, no oh, just, you just, had this, me,
2: and then you it, lost you me. Different national anthems and stuff. Being standing at the top of the podium, yes. hearing your national anthem is what it's all about. Well, but what I about mean, you're, you're trying, you're trying to reward second and third place. Yes, I am. Why?
1: But I don't apologize for the medals for that
2: already, ball. Coach.
3: Huh? They're getting medals. Oh, they're going to have something the rest man, of their life that says you. that they're the second and the third best person in the world. No. Yeah, the thing it, it, the it's, yeah, it's completely missing the point. Unless it's what the what Italians, do you mean completely no missing the point? I'm not completely
1: like, missing yeah. the point. I, it's a, you, well, your criticism is exactly my point. Yes, I am rewarding second and third place. They've worked all their life in the top yeah, and they got three in to the world. Yeah, yeah, big Dog's right.
2: they got medals to prove it. Oh, man. you guys they got medals are, to prove it. Oh, brutal what oh.
3: that's coach that's the thing is you get to hear other countries national anthems and everybody gets a second to hear the Uganda national anthem because some guy won the 10,000 meters you know it, that's it, that's what, what's cool about what, it. What, 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 and it. All national anthems are great unless the Italian one comes up. It's like 19 <laughs> minutes long and it's like a drum beat for half of it. I mean, it's brutal. I uh, seriously root against the Italians to win any gold oh. medal just in case I have to watch a medal ceremony. <laughs> but it, that's just part of it, Coach. It, it's you know what? If a guy wins a gold medal and has to listen to the French uh, national anthem mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes, I, I, I really don't feel too bad for him. Coach. Well, I do. I, I do. I think it's it's a. It's, uh, it's a, I, it's a um huh? to see the French people be able to sing their national anthem, and I don't know, Coach. I, it, th- that's a tradition I think should stick. Okay, uh, the national anthem being played. I, I, you know, I'm not one. I'm not. I like some traditions, and some other ones I can do away with. That one, you got to. Yeah, uh, some ideas you have are really good. That one, I, I would well, not I go see, with.
1: but you're focusing in on the guy standing on top. I, because I tend to uh, look out for the common man, Joe. I'm looking. At that second and third place guy. Now you and David Olson apparently consider them somewhat losers. If, I consider them winners. If, they are winners. They are among to the top three the in the world, huh? Right, and they've got those golden.
2: They've got the silver and bronze medals to prove that.
1: Yeah, but now they have to sit there and listen to someone as national anthem in their well, greatest there's, what, there's moment not of their a sports punishment. life. What? It's not a punishment. Yeah, I'm not saying a punishment, it's but like why should punishment. why should they be awkward? Why should they be feeling? A little bit uneasy at their greatest sports moment. What would be wrong with a great Olympic theme song? Who
3: says that they're awkward or uneasy. What? Who says that they are?
1: I have a great ability to look inside the eyes and sense the body language, and I can Did, feel. Do it. you
3: walk up to security guards at, at malls and be like, "Oh, uh, should I get you a chair? You look uncomfortable." At times, I will, and I'll okay. sometimes Seriously. I'll even frisk them too, on, Coach. Coach, sometimes you go a little too far with your sensitivity, I think it, and I huh? think you're it this time. Okay.
1: I think it's a great idea. I've been, nobody else appears apparently likes my idea, if anybody, oh, would like to shoot me down is... further. I'm already pretty far down. David Olson, my fine producer. Being honest, honesty is everything. I appreciate that dog. Not like it.
3: And, huh? Here's, and here's, let's think of logistics <laughs> of your problem. You're going to have to come up with a song that everybody likes. Yes. Everybody in the world, okay? Celine
1: Dion is, you know, her gig in Las Vegas is ending very soon. She'll be available.
3: Oh, I didn't know you had Celine Dion available. No! If now, now, with the, now my opinion has changed. Celine Dion Who is song. Now I'm 100% behind it. Who else Hopefully
1: could you I'm pick? Who else could you pick? It's got to be Celine Dion. Come on. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know there's not enough Beatles or Michael Jackson left to make the song. Up, so, uh, yeah. All
1: right, a simple no would have suffice, All
3: All right,
1: 888-463-6748. You want to comment on anything in the Olympics, again, you can email us at Mike2Guys, M-I-C, and the number two, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Real quick before we change topics, dog, any other uh, comments you had from the broadcast last night? I, told you, I know you took many notes.
3: Uh, it, you know what? I thought they did a good job of not having enough premier events going on at the same time. It's just too bad there's been so many cancellations in this for, because of the conditions on, in the mountains that skiing has taken a back door. Because you know what I mean? They've been not been on the nights that they're supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. uh, normally they would show all of them and really build up suspense. But now it's like, oh, here are the two runs. Here's the Lindsey Vonn run, and here's the other run. You know, so. Uh, that 's the only and it 's not their fault, but i think they 've done a, a really good job i 've been impressed uh, this year mm-hmm. yeah I with what 's going on, but you know it 's a lot easier to actually do the event when it 's taking place on the west coast because like you know the prime time stuff is actually on around like ten thirty or eleven at night at central time it 's actually easier i think for them to to produce stuff as opposed to if it 's Obviously, like in Europe or in Australia, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for them to actually get it done. So the next Olympics will definitely be a little bit more difficult when the Winter Olympics are in Moscow in 14.
1: Yep. No question about it. Coming up this weekend, by the way, you got the little hockey action, both the men and the women, a men's game against Canada on Sunday, short track uh, speed skating, a little Nordic combined and curling. Curling is going to be featured this weekend, Big Dog. I know you will be watching. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk some basketball, too. Uh, basketball, also, as we have news coming out from the college and the NBA variety. One with trades, the other with a hint. Just a brief hint of March Mendes in the air. Back in a minute, two guys I'm... and a mic. Talkzone.com.
0: To get back to two guys and a mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com.
1: Try to set a couple of tweets out as we speak, big dog. Trying to pick up some listening audience here. You'll be happy to know. Happy tan Lines and Leave It to Stever, our new members of our Twitter family.
3: Uh, hopefully the guy that is named Leave It to Stever's name isn't Steve.
1: Not sure what that meant, but I will take your word for it. But Happy Tan Lines is now a member of our Twitter family. We are going to have a Twitter party coming up in the not-too-distant future, by the way, and I know you will be uh, featured. matter of fact, you might be hosting the party.
3: Now, you keep on talking about this party, Coach. Yes. But I think we need to get the ball rolling on it.
1: Well, we need a few more people to join the Twitter family. You don't want to do it too soon. We're still um, a snowball heading downhill. We're picking up a little bit of steam, but quite frankly, we need a little bit of... Bigger ball of snow before we pull off the party, if you know uh, what
3: I mean. I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. We're not about to knock anybody. It's not an avalanche yet, Coach.
1: Not nah, not yet. We don't even need an avalanche. We just need a little bit more of a rolling ball. You can join our team by going our fan page at two www2 mike And uh, all the information is on there, a picture of the big dog, a little biography. You can join our fan page. Twitter family, the whole business is on that particular website, so we encourage the folks to go to that fan site. By the way, speaking of parties, I do want to thank uh, Glenview Carroll and Glenview Phil. A couple of listeners, tomorrow night, Big Dog, I will be going to their, I think their fourth annual Winter Olympic Party. Mm, okay. And they actually do like mini events of the different Olympics, and then they have like a giant oh. trivia contest. And okay. Everybody at the party is divided up into teams and you know Sweden, Norway, uh, America, Canada, you know so you got your different country team and then at the end the points are tabulated and they actually do a ceremony, they award the gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals. So I will be part of an Olympic party. Thank you very much.
3: Uh, uh, coach, uh, that's something that sounds like it would be right up my alley, coach. Yeah. Physical events and trivia. Right, and cocktails first. Ooh,
1: ooh. And chili well. post. I could, you oh. know, I could probably use you on your t- on our team. I haven't won a medal like in three years.
3: Oh, that's not good, coach. You got it
1: with your knowledge of trivia. I'd probably pull home at least a silver.
3: Uh, you should do all right. Now, it, it, now, what type of events? You don't have like the luge, do you?
1: Well, they do, and like every street
3: luge. Yeah, they do. Every
1: year they change it. Every year they change it, but they, you know, they create some kind of cute version of it. Uh, last Olympics, four years ago, Will met Tom. Took a spill skateboarding down the driveway. We did have a broken thumb injury, very serious injury on the, uh, I believe they called that the downhill ski.
3: Oh, breaking the thumb is yep. the worst. You can break any finger besides the thumb, yep. and you'd be okay. You can get by and really legitimately function at almost 100%. You break the thumb, and then all of a sudden your life turns upside yep. down. Yep. I'm not kidding you.
1: Yep. Wilmette Tom, though, in, in defense of Wilmette Tom, he will be back this year to defend his honor. Despite the thumb injury, he's coming back for more fun and games.
3: Uh, that's good. You got I guess there wasn't a lawsuit involved in breakage of the thumb last no, year. No, no. It's a party amongst friends. All right. That's good. Party amongst that's friends. Good. Slipped off a skateboard when you're,
1: you know, 48 years old. Those The, the bones are a little bit more brittle. You know how that goes.
3: You, that's, I, I totally understand, Coach. And, and to be honest with you, I watch uh, shows like Tosh.0 oh, and uh, I, it only I, it only hurts when I laugh. You know, uh-huh. I watch those shows. Mm-hmm. And whenever I see like a 50 year old woman who hurt herself really bad on a skateboard, I laugh my butt off. <laughs> you know, because they deserve whatever is coming to them. You know, when I see somebody just like sitting down at a picnic table and like drilled by somebody, I don't laugh <laughs> at those because that person had, you know what I mean? So, I, I pick and choose, I laugh. Uh huh. So, I, if-
1: if they got it coming to them, if they deserve it, you don't feel quite so bad.
3: No matter how bad the injury is, yeah. no matter how bad it is, I will laugh at them. But, like, if they're just sitting there, I usually I, – I'm like you. The sensitive side comes out. I feel the empathy. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Big dog. let's change
1: topics real quick. And, again, you want to talk Olympics uh, or any sports talk here, we do it from 10 to 11 each and every day. Dial it up, phone lines open, 888-463-6748. We talked, Tiger, a little bit early in the show. If you want to comment on the press conference, some of the things that have been said post, uh, you can uh, call us up, and we will discuss. But right now, Dog, wanted to tap your brain a little bit on the uh, NBA and on college hoops. NBA, we had... A fair amount of trades. Not, I wouldn't say it was on a you know a nine on a scale of one to ten. Maybe a five or a six. But there were some significant moves. Anton Jamison not a Cavalier, and uh, who else do we have switch teams? Um,
3: well, uh, Tyrus Thomas is no longer a Bull, and Tracy McGrady. Yeah, Tracy McGrady goes to New York, and the, the and the, the Knicks are somehow able to get rid of Jared Jeffries' eleven million dollar a year contract pick up a guy that will be a free agent next year. So basically, they have opened up their doors. They could legitimately sign two free agents to the boatload next year if they wanted to. So whether or not they get LeBron James or whether or not they do any, we don't know. Let's not just assume everyone's going to go to New York. They now have the ability, Coach, to go out and get two top-tier free agents if they want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in the NBA – Let's admit, that's that's how you do it. You get two superstars, and then you build ten specialists around them, and that, then you win championships.
1: It is interesting. This year, more than I can ever remember, it's kind of been building to this point, but I think we crossed over the line. This year, all the talk at the trade deadline is very secondarily about which teams have got better and who's moving up in the playoff hunt for this year. It's all about moving for positioning for next year but it used to be the trades were about this year big dog i think it's a kind of a change in the scenery if you will
3: it, it's just basketball we, we definitely talked about it yesterday and you can go to talkzone.com and, and download yesterday's program from the archive we, we did talk about how nowadays it, it's uh, nba contracts are specifically about trading or excuse me trades are specifically about contracts it's 95% of all trades coach are just contract trades and it's not like really like the fact that the Cavs added talent in Antoine Jamerson is rare. And I guarantee you half of the trade was based on the fact that somebody had a contract that was being expired and all that other stuff. It's it's pretty sad. People don't trade in the NBA nowadays to improve their team. They they basically try to get rid of people that, and get rid of contracts. That's the only reason to trade in the league anymore.
1: How much will the loss of uh, longtime time centers Adranas Ogauskas hurt the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Cleveland community as a whole?
3: Uh, Now, where did he go to? Where is he possibly going to? I think
1: like out west, maybe a Golden State, maybe a Sacramento. I had heard they're going to release him, though, too.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's going to be let go. I think it might be Washington for some reason he might be going to. Washington changed their entire roster, so you could very likely be right. Now, somehow Tyrus Thomas ended up uh, in Charlotte. Yes, even though the the Bulls got Flip Murray from what Philadelphia, right?
1: You know, I'm not. I know we got Flip Murray. I was not real familiar with the Flip Murray career. I thought he was a Charlotte Bobcat, but I oh, be okay.
3: Wrong. But like that trade is a little confusing. But at least the Bulls have a protected draft pick, which means that it has to be a certain level in the draft. And when you're talking mm-hmm. about Charlotte, normally that means it's going to be high. But Charlotte is playing a lot better basketball now. They're getting their team together, so. Uh, the, the hopefully it's it ends up being a pretty high draft pick for the Bulls.
1: Charlotte has who Ray? I keep thinking of Chris Paul and company, but that's the New Orleans Hornet, right?
3: Yes, you know that. Yeah, that, exactly. That used to be the Charlotte Hornets, so don't mm-hmm. get them confused, coach. They actually have a pretty nice young team because uh, their best player right now is either Gerald Wallace, who is like your gritty, gutty yep. eighteen point, eleven rebound, nobody knows about, really good player, or yeah, Stephen Ray- Jackson. What about who Ray Felt? The most one of the most talented players in the league, and it seems like all of a sudden he's playing as a team, Mm -hmm. and and he's the leader of that team. He he was just traded for, so he's he's actually really good. Raymond Felton is 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 a point guard for him. Mm -hmm. They also got D J Augustine, coach, who's been who's who's been really good for him. Uh, It's pretty it's pretty decent team.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, NBA trade talk, a lot of changing of rosters. Once we get through that, we can settle in and actually, uh, talk about this year and which teams might advance in the NBA. Our Chicago Bulls here in the Chicago area where the talkzone.com show emanates from, uh, changed up their roster a lot. And um, the weird thing about that, Big Dongo, is a team, uh, that's been on a roll of late. They won yep. before the All Star, brutal early in the season. But they won before the All Star break. Coming back from the break with their starting center injured, they won four out of five. So it's weird. Team in a roll, playing their best basketball. Boom! All of a sudden, major roster
3: changes. I absolutely love it, Coach. And this is something that I, I wish more uh, fans. If you're a diehard fan of a team, get educated about what just happened to the team. And the and this is this is fantastic. The Bulls aren't going to win the next. I mean, the NBA's. World Championship this year. It's not going to happen. So what they did was they made maybe years, maybe easier down the road, years down the road for them to win it from the moves that they made. It's it's great moves. If you're going to be, if you're a Bulls fan, if you're going to be a Bulls fan for the rest of your life, sometimes you know let them make these moves. Yeah, they're not as good this year because of it. But they weren't going to win the championship, and now they have a better chance down the road. I wish the Cubs would make more moves like this, Coach. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I see that philosophy, but at times I struggle with it. I think too many... I could.
3: Well, what's the difference? Though? Instead of winning 44 games this year, they're going to win 40 games. I think there is a difference.
1: I think but, there is a difference. To me,
3: uh, yeah, but but if it makes if it makes a chance that they could actually win the last game of an NBA season in June a couple mm-hmm. years down, I'm not going to worry about a couple years earlier they well, sacrifice a season, a couple wins in a season. But playing devil's advocate
1: in this day and age of pro sport, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee what's going to happen in two years. Yeah, but and I like would...
3: the fact I, I I like the fact that a team is thinking down the road and and for a future well, and try to build a a team and not like try to do the mercenary thing, coach. If you can somehow try to build a team, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that. Well, I, 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 I
1: like it too. And the Bulls were one could argue building a team. They were getting better. They were starting to win. The team had built some unity. You're right. They weren't going to win the NBA championship this year, but they had a little. You know, they were building a team, and all of a sudden, you break it up because you think two years down the road, you think you have a better chance of winning the championship. And you know, it goes back to our argument uh, about you know on the medal stand. Well, the silver and bronze guy, they got their medals. You know, who cares? Well, you did, to be fair, you didn't say who cares, but it's all about
3: the gold medal guy. No, I didn't. You know, no, I didn't say that. Those guys have they 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 have achieved great things. Who cares? They play the song of the of the gold medal guy coach. The the silver guy is holding a silver medal in the Olympics. Which is pretty good. It's not pretty good, it's great. So you're supporting
1: you are then supporting my argument if we could take a not a quantum leap, but a miniature little jump over to the NBA. Yes, the ultimate goal is winning championships, but it's not the only. You ask me, does it really matter if my team wins forty games or forty five? Yeah, maybe. You know, if if they make the playoffs and win one round on the play, that does make a difference. We're winning some games. The championship that, is the think... ultimate goal, but I, I like to win. When we're playing the uh, Boston Celtics or we're playing the Portland Trailblazers, I enjoy each and every contest, and I like to win that game and root for my team.
3: L- let's get this straight about these moves, how good they are for the Bulls. Not only are they good two years from, from now, the Bulls' goal of this year, making to the playoffs and winning a playoff round, has not changed just because they got rid of John Salmons and Tyrus Thomas, coach. Okay, these are very good, smart, educated NBA moves. Fantastic. The, the team is just as good as it was this year, and you look at it down the road, guess what? This team is better down the road because of it. I, I, I was, I was my, my argument was, in general, the whole philosophy of that. But so, but if you would really look at this move, this move doesn't even fit into it. Because getting rid of Tyrus Thomas, uh, my goodness, I'm sick of the always the, oh, got potential word. We always say that potential is a French word that means he ain't worth a damn yet. It's four years of Tyrus Thomas not living up to his potential. Let him go somewhere else and have flashes of brilliance and then two weeks of disappearance. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this is it's a phenomenal move coach. It really is the, everything that the bulls have done has positioned himself to to be better down the load r- down the road and if tyrus Thomas ends up being an all star first of all i 'll be shocked and second of all I, then it would be a bad move
1: and third of all, good for tyrus thomas
3: yes okay good for tyrus thomas i 'm glad he woke up. Real okay. quick, before we wrap up the show, your thoughts. We got a big college basketball weekend
1: pretty soon, big dog. Pretty soon, we start bringing out the brackets and checking out the conference tournaments. Very exciting time of year. Last night, Minnesota upset Wisconsin. Syracuse big win over Georgetown. It was number five going up against number ten. That was probably the. Have
3: you seen what Syracuse record is against ranked opponents this year? Well,
1: that was, how about they
3: their- six? They're six and zero, oh and they're winning the games by an average of twelve points a game.
1: Uh, I was going to say their record against every opponent, mm-hmm. and they put what twenty-five games. They've lost two games. They're
3: unbelievable. They're 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 the best team in the country. They are. They deserve the number one overall seed. Uh, I forget Kansas, Syracuse, the best team in the country. Wow.
1: Stunned silence from this uh, reporter here. Uh, I didn't I didn't know you would quite go that far. I haven't watched enough of them to say, but that's a pretty strong statement.
3: Uh, and I, I'm rooting for him, too. If Illinois doesn't win, I, w- I want Jimmy Beham and this team to win, coach. Their mm-hmm. top player on their team was the 150th ranked player in the yes. country when he was a senior in high yes. school. This Not is a-, a, I love him, coach. Like I said, best team. And nobody's going to the NBA out of this team. Mm-hmm. Maybe the power forward. I forget his name. Wesley,
1: well. Wesley something or other. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And he's a big body with some very good basketball skill.
1: And a good upset, too. Loyola Marymount knocking off the Zags of Gonzaga. A little upset special. And in the Big Ten, close to home, Minnesota knocked off Wisconsin. The Big Ten has been a great conference out this year. Maybe not the best in the country, but it's been uh, entertaining, quality competition. The best way I can describe the Big Ten is if your worst team is Penn State, that's a pretty good league, because you know what? Penn State's not bad.
3: Don't say, oh, maybe not the best in the country like it's an average conference coach. When you say maybe not the best in the country, you're legitimately saying it's either the Big East or the Big Ten is the best conference in the country this year. At least that's what I'm saying. I've watched a lot of college basketball this year, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's either the Big East or the Big Ten. And you're right, it's because of the depth. Northwestern can beat anybody in the country. Penn State, very good team. Iowa, okay, maybe they're not all that great, but Indiana was supposed to be down. They beat Pittsburgh, you know, and they're the eighth-ranked team in the Big Ten. So this is a very, very, very good conference.
1: Beautiful. Big Dog, we got to wrap up today's show. By the way, on a quick political note, I love this uh, headline from the Chicago paper. Only in Chicago, folks. Ethics chief. The Chicago Department of Ethics, Anthony Boswell, the head of that department, Got suspended for thirty days by Mayor Daly. He's the head of the ethics department. Joel,
3: that's hilarious, Coach.
1: <laughs> All right, we big dog. Have a great weekend. If any of our female fans want to track you down, where are you going to be this weekend?
3: Uh, this weekend, you know how I'm a typical man, Coach. Work, work, work. So if you want to track me down, I guess uh, uh, you can actually go to facebook and request me at joel rodwanski
1: how about the hotmail at hotmail uh, email you still have that address or not
3: yes i do coach hotmail at hotmail.com <laughs>
1: have a great weekend everybody david olson phenomenal job as per always we've come to expect his brilliance and his excellence we're often disappointed but we at least expect it have a great weekend we'll see you monday at 10 enjoy the olympics be safe thanks for listening